Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Netflix original film, Sierra Burgess is a Loser. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, just be aware that the content and the plot of the film will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, do you ever have you ever had one of those days where like you can just feel your body decaying and just like your skin flaking off as you move slowly towards death? Have you been cursed, Paddy? I'd started to wonder that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've had a bit of a cold all day and then I had a headache and then a sore throat. And then, like, I'm feeling sort of okay now because I took some pills. But then a minute ago, just as I was in the bathroom getting ready to podcast, because I have to get ready in the bathroom, um, <laughs> a, a fucking spider crawled out of my ear. <laughs> crawled out of your ear? Out of my ear. Or I just, I felt something, like, tickling me in the ear. Like, what the hell is that? What's that? What's that? And then I looked in the mirror and, like, a spider ran out and ran down my neck. I would definitely check your house for any upside down crucifixes or pentagrams because I think someone has definitely put a curse on you. Yeah. I put a curse on you. <laughs> the spider's ear curse. <laughs> it wasn't a big spider. It wasn't like a tarantula. It was a, it was a pretty small spider, but a it, spider It would need to be a small spider to crawl out of your ear though, wouldn't it? Thank you for not taking the easy joke and saying that I have big ears. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of actually do have big ears, but I hide them well, I think. You don't have big ears, I don't think. Really? I don't I know. Every- I, when I, I, think everybody when I was a kid, has a I was teased about having big ears. I think everybody has a bit of a fear about having big ears. Um, it's one of those things that everyone's a bit worried about. Um, but you don't have big ears. Good, I'm glad. I mean, you're right. I never look at a person and go, oh, they've got big ears, apart from Martin Clunes. <laughs> he has got big ears. Are they, are they big? I think he's a good actor. But... Or are they just quite sticky out? That's true, actually, yeah. There, there is a difference between a big ear and a sticky out ear, isn't yeah. there? And I'd say he just has ears that stick out quite a bit. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're bigger than your average ear. That's true, because you could have ears that are sort of tall, length like tall lengthwise, but not necessarily that wide. Hmm, Precisely. Have you seen that um, Apple released iOS 12 today, and there's a new app called Measure, and you can like live turn the camera on an object, and it'll tell you how long it is. We could do that on Martin Clunes's ears. <laughs> we'll get him on the call. Oh, yeah. Martin. Martin, thanks, thanks for thanks for tuning in, man. I know you're a big fan of the podcast. Nice to have you as our our only celebrity guest ever. <laughs> now show us your ears. <laughs> Tur- yeah, can you just turn to the side? <laughs> uh, and yeah, sorry I was late. I had to go and um, be sick because I have read way too much today about Donald Trump's penis. Have you? <laughs> I I have yes. Um, 
it's it's been a magical day. It's been a truly magical day. Apparently, it's like a mushroom. Yeah, it's it's like Toad from um, yeah Toad from Mario. But isn't the thing that Toad isn't actually a mushroom? He's like a human man who's wearing like a mushroom hat. No, he is a mushroom man. Right, I'm just gonna Google Toad mushroom hat. I'll probably get like Trump penis content, but. Oh no! It's just come up with um, yeah. There's 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 a thing in one of the Mario cartoons. Maybe it's not canon where Toad takes off his hat and he's just like a bald Eggman underneath. The the Mario cartoons are entirely non-canonical. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. This yeah this is right. It's an it's um yeah. I've got this. Fifth of February, twenty eighteen. Toad's mushroom head is in fact. Wait, Super Mario Odyssey producer says that Toad's mushroom head isn't. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, that's not what I wanted to hear. That's literally the exact opposite of the headline. Wait. <laughs> Toad's mushroom head is in fact his head, not a hat, Nintendo confirms. Oh, yes. God damn it. Don't you, also... don't, you come, don't you come into my territory, mate, <laughs> chatting shit about Nintendo. This, this is true. I, shouldn't, I should never talk about games. and <laughs> You're not allowed to say anything about books. That's how this works. It's true. Right? I have never that's read why... a book. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read. <laughs> I can't read. That's why this podcast works because films are basically somewhere in between books and games, right? Yeah, so I don't have to read. Yeah. Um. So, so I don't know if it'll happen for you, but if I Google toad mushroom hat, the first result is a really creepy picture of a guy wearing like a, a costume toad hat from an Amazon link, and it's called. Disguise men's mushroom hat costume accessory. <laughs> I I have um mine's just called adult red mushroom hat. Oh. That that <laughs> I could, don't that, know what I don't know what you've been looking at to get that your does disturbing sound a little image. Bit stormy Daniels. The, the oh then f- wait, you've got sponsored products related to this item. This is incredible. Super Mario Ride on Yoshi inflatable costume kit adult standard with Mario hat. So it's like a onesie. It's got it's got like a Mario thing on the top, but then it's got a Yoshi around the crotch area, so it's like you're riding Yoshi. You know, a bit like um is it Rod Hull? Rod Hull oh, and yes, It's yeah. like that. But with Yoshi. It could be yours for eighty seven thirty six dollars. <laughs> that is entirely worthwhile. Free shipping. Oh, this item does not ship to United Kingdom. Well, I, I've just seen something more disturbing than all the talk of Donald Trump's penis. Well, not disturbing, but just a little bit disappointing in that someone has made a sexy toad outfit to wear for Halloween. I mean, that's where the logical <laughs> end point of all this yeah. is, isn't it? Um, I'll put yeah. those links in the show notes, because I know that <laughs> Halloween's coming up, you know? If you haven't it got is. your costume sorted yet, here's, here's where it is. Oh, they've got a Luigi one that's only $30. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, now having searched for sexy toad outfit, there's an awful lot of yep. them out there, and it's quite oh, disappointing. Yeah. I'm looking at a sexy Luigi right now. Yeah. There's a lot of space for sexy Nintendo characters. Yeah. Not not enough hashtag Zelda content, if I'm honest. I'm oh, se- sexy Pikachu. Oh, of course there's a sexy Pikachu. Yeah. I'm now searching sexy Waluigi outfit. If this exists, this is going to be the greatest moment of your life. Um, there is something called sexy purple plumber costume. <laughs> oh, that's an unreleased Prince track, if ever I heard one. <laughs> yeah, people have done it. People have made sexy Waluigi. Wow. Okay. 
it's just amazing all of the men who are wearing the like sexy nintendo costumes at this apart from the the mario ones all the men in the toad and the yoshi outfits look like sort of attractive teenagers <laughs> they look like um not unlike our main man noah centineo aka peter kavinsky aka jamie spelt wrong in sierra burgess is a loser they, all of the models who are modeling these weird Nintendo costumes look like that guy. And 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 Nintendo costumes would have been a, a welcome addition to Sierra Burgess as a loser, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah that, sh- that was, yeah, North Out of 20 did not include a weird Nintendo costume party. <laughs> no, no sexy Waluigi, <laughs> yeah. North Out of 20. Well, they were just afraid of Waluigi's raw sexual energy. That's true, it's true, everybody yeah. is, even Nintendo. Yeah. Oh my God. There's a. Ba- we'll get to the film. We'll get to the film. But there's a there's a Bowser deluxe adult costume, but it doesn't have like a rounded bit to make you look fat. So it just looks like skinny Bowser on a regular person. <laughs> Other than this one, you can see the model's face underneath the Bowser mask, and he looks very unhappy. <laughs> Rightly so. I'm, I'm really going down the rabbit hole here. Sexy Bowser also comes up with lots of outfits. Oh, okay. People have people have people have turned all of these characters sexy. This is this is very disturbing. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of imagination in the video game crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's another I found another toad one, but it's the same model wearing a different toad costume. Oh, that I must see. be a real niche. Or yeah. niche, as the Americans say. Niche. Have you noticed this? They say niche. I I have noticed this, much like herb. Herbs. <laughs> Herbs. And uh, I am not having any of it. Niche. No, herb is not a silent H. H. <laughs> H. Um, uh, respect the French. Respect niche. Thank yep. you very much. Absolutely. you got to respect the French at all times. Always. Otherwise they will strike and stop you from doing things. Because Americans, they love to respect things, you know? They love to respect the flag. They, they love do. to respect their troops. They love to respect their national anthem by not taking a knee. So, you know, how hard is it to just respect the French? Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Have you heard that country song that's called I Won't Take a Knee or Take a Knee My Ass? <laughs> no. It's hilarious. It's, this has been discussed on another podcast that I listened to called That Baseball Show, which is very good, incidentally. You should listen to it. Even if you don't like baseball, it's very funny. But they talk about it how, um, well, I think the title of the song is Take a Knee, comma, My Ass, and then in brackets, I Won't Take a Knee. But it's the way that it's written makes it look like he's inviting his ass to take a knee. Oh, take, take a, a knee, knee, my ass. ass. <laughs> um. I like how they had to reiterate the meaning of the um, <laughs> of the song title, yeah. just in case you didn't get it. It's almost as if the intended audience of that song are too dumb to get it the first time around. <laughs> Never. You taken any knees today? <laughs> I have taken multiple knees. Good. Not my own. I just have a collection. Yeah, you just you keep them in a box. Grabbing knees all over the shop. Yeah. So, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Sierra Burgess is a dickhead, as he texted me this <laughs> That morning. is what I texted you. Well, alternate title, Everyone Loves Barb. But do they? Well, no. I don't. Do you not? Did you... Okay, yeah, I, I didn't want to reply to this because I didn't want to, like, start... 
arguing with you because you didn't like over text because i guess that you then did you, are you would you say that you didn't like the film overall then i did not like or the was film it just overall. her character i did not like her character therefore i did not like the film overall oh man see this is a shame because i really really liked it i thought it was great and i liked her and i liked her character i think maybe i'm a stan this is this has got to the point whereas as the children say they call themselves a stan but you can also stan something as a verb so i gotta say that i stan shannon purser i think she's wonderful and i thought it was really good i like barb barb's a fine small character in a good show that does a lot with not very much screen time but you know how we've watched a fair few movies recently, Paddy, that have taken traditional rom-com concepts yep. and modernised them, but also modernised the way based on the way that people think? Yeah. This missed that final step. So all Wait, it did was... What, what it, do you mean, the way that people think? So, um... To all Everyone's the boys just, I like, before, thinking over Snapchat these days, anyway. To, to all the boys I loved before, right, it... Um, it takes that sort of general conceit of, yeah, let's do this little trick, fake relationship thing that you would have seen in a more simple rom-com, but it developed the characters and gave them a greater understanding of who they were. Um, and it it treated those characters with a maturity that they weren't always given in previous romantic comedies or previous teen comedies. And for Sierra Burgess as a loser, all they did was they took a rom-com conceit, this time based on Serrano de Bergerac, um, and they just chucked it out there and they didn't do any of that stuff to make the characters more realistic or more relatable or more likable. They were all cartoon cutouts of various tropes. And like I understand there's a little bit of that with the burgeoning relationship of of the friendship between um between the two sort of main characters i'd say but between sierra but still, and veronica yes between between sierra and veronica but they're still caricatures they're, there's See, I, nothing there there's no nuance there for either of them and it's just doing the same thing that we've seen in movies over and over again this time with an added angle of horrible catfishing <laughs> it's like cheers i really needed that oh ouch i i think that's really unfair actually like i didn't i thought it was nuanced because i thought what really surprised me about it was that the whole the whole idea is yes she has a a different body type to the the ideal of feminine attractiveness um but the way that the movie starts shows her being quite confident in her personality and quite sure of herself and happy in her own skin which I actually didn't expect. Like, if it was caricature-ish, she'd have, she'd have been completely one-dimensional about it, or, oh, woe is me, I can't get a boyfriend, or this, that kind of thing. But actually, it was just about her discovering herself through the process of establishing a relationship with this guy initially over text, and then phone, and then a situation where she kisses him while he thinks he's kissing Veronica, and then eventually it all comes crashing down because it's a conceit that can't last. But, and, you know, it's it's also, I thought it was also nuanced that she actually ended up being meaner than you thought that she was generally because she finds herself in a situation where she's jealous when actually it, she hasn't been a jealous person up until that point, but it's all about what people do in extraneous situations. So I thought there were all sorts of different aspects to her character. 
But all of those different aspects were various caricatures that you've seen in movies before. You you yeah. have you have confident characters who don't fit a traditional body type in other movies. You have that moment where the previously nice person becomes the mean person and they realise what they've done is wrong. Um, and you have the mean girl becomes a good person. And all of those things have been done before elsewhere. And I'd say they've been done better elsewhere. Um and equally, I think the thing that really frustrated me, spoiler alert for this movie, it has a happy ending and they get together and it's all lovely. And Don't worry, beautiful. we have a, I do a spoiler intro. I know, I, I know you do, but I'm just giving an additional one here because we're jumping right to the end. Um, and there's no ramifications for that awful thing that she does. Um, you you get the sense that, the, and, and the best thing about this movie by far is the friendship between Sarah and Veronica and the way that they build that. I go yep. as far as to say that the entire re- romantic angle of this movie is completely pointless and could have been removed. And instead it could have been all about the friendship and that would have been a much, much better movie. But when, when Sierra undermines and betrays her friend Veronica, by this point they are good friends, um... They haven't built that stable ground between them. These aren't two friends who've been together for a very long time. Um, it's on. It's on. It's a very fragile friendship with one. And Veronica's an unbelievably insecure individual, which is something you learn over the course of the movie. Um, and the fact that she is so quick to forgive and to move on, I think, felt again like a cheap happy ending. And so it's another one of those traditional teen rom-com tropes bang chuck it in happy ending a big display of and i know that you don't like the big displays of affection that make everything okay but this is like the the perfect example of the big display of affection that makes everything okay what from from our man peter you mean no from from um uh from from sierra Oh, right. But but her and Veronica at the end, it doesn't show them being particularly close, does it? She just hears the song and then she kind of passes it on and that's it. There's a moment where they hug at the prom. Yeah, that's so, kind of it, isn't it? There's not... I didn't see that as a, a grand gesture. It, but she re- she recorded this song that makes everything okay. Because that's yeah, what and, happens in real life, is if you're <laughs> yeah. incredibly mean and manipulative to people, if you then record a song for them and say, oh yeah, this explains it all, I'm a sunflower, motherfuckers. Um, then it's all okay. Everything's fine then. It doesn't matter that you've taken the one thing that the person felt confident about, their popularity, and completely destroyed it. It doesn't matter if you've been um, basically lying to this person to get them to have romantic interests in you for the entire movie. It's fine. You made a song and you've got a good voice, so it's okay. Hey, it worked for Robin Thicke. Did it work for Robin Thicke? No, it really did not. It, did you it know about ruined this? His, his entire whole, life. The album that he made, for, like that was named after his ex-wife, was like one of the biggest bombs in record label history. It was indeed. Yeah, and he deserves it because Blurred Lines is a rape anthem. Yes, um, but I have serious problems with the portrayal of catfishing in this movie. Yeah, I get. Well, yeah, I I think. I was so engrossed by the the setting and the soundtrack and the way it was shot and her character and everything that I let it slide. So to me it wasn't I didn't see it as outright catfishing because she didn't go into it intending to catfish him and that was the thing that I thought when you see the trailer for the film you think it's going to be that she deliberately poses as Veronica to try and catfish him which isn't what happens he she so the popular girl gives Sierra's number to him as a joke 
and then they have this texting thing on and off for a little while before she re- she gets out of him who he thinks that she is. And then it kind of builds from there and obviously yeah once that is revealed she is technically catfishing him but she didn't start it. No, but it es- he started it, it. It escalates dr- he did not start it. <laughs> um it escalates dramatically from the point that she realizes that he thinks he's speaking to somebody else. Up until that point it's all very relatively tame but it's only after that point that things start escalating more and more and more. Um and and there is that quite horrible point and it's supposed to be a really sweet moment in the in the movie where he thinks he's kissing someone who he's not. And I don't want to be that yeah. guy who's like oh think about it if it was a, a gender flip because I know that a lot of the time there's a very different context to it but think about it if it was a gender flip. It yeah, would be incredibly predatory fair. and horrible and it is predatory and horrible in this movie and just because and and to I love I love all the boys, right? I love all the boys. It did a tremendous job of building. You do love a, all the boys. I do love all the boys. Um, it did a tremendous job of building this very fragile male character, where wherein you see that there is this emotional um, insecurity. Whereas in this movie, it's seen as completely fine that he's kissing entirely the wrong person and that he's kissing this person who he didn't think he was kissing. And but and I think d- does again, it make any difference to you that? It's Veronica who encourages it. No, not at all. Sierra. Imagine if it was the other way around and it was um a a jock boy with a loser friend who's not a particularly attractive fella and he tricks the um he tricks the uh the the cheerleader into kissing his unattractive friend. It's almost like a much tamer version of what happens in movies like Revenge of the Nerds which has gone down as one of the one of like the worst examples of toxic masculinity and rape culture in cinematic history. I've never seen it. Um it's really horrible. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't watch it. It's got this it's it's got this sort of like cult classic like idea around it, but actually it's a really nasty movie that kind of encapsulates the idea that nerds can be just as toxic and horrible as as jocks. It's, it, it it's sounds kind fucking of awful. It's terrible. It's an absolutely terrible movie, but just because it is women doing this to a man does not make it okay. But d- does it make no difference to you that they've built up a genuine emotional connection over a long series of phone calls? No, no, no. Because it's because he still thinks that he's talking to a different person to who he is talking to. And she is still, and particularly at that point when they're talking on the phone, she is still pretending to be a person that she's not. So she's not portraying her true self. She's still portraying herself as Veronica. But I think the movie wants you to believe that she's portraying her her true self. It, it does, but she's not. <laughs> because, uh, well, you, you get little hints of the stuff. You see them texting back and forth just enough, not too much. It doesn't linger on, like, phone screens for ages, which it could easily do. But the way that they're kind of bantering back and forth and sending each other animal pictures and stuff, I think I, I actually wanted more of that. To, sh- to demonstrate their emotional connection but i still bought it you buy it but if you think about it from a real realistic perspective it still wouldn't be her being entirely herself because it's just not possible if you're pretending to be somebody else yeah it's it's not possible but you could still forge an emotional connection with that person but it would and you're st- still the person making that connection but it would still be a connection built on shifting sands it wouldn't be I- a, it wouldn't be a real connection you know what else is built on shifting sands prince of persia 
<laughs> I'm just trying to distract you while um, Max and Neve from the TV show Catfish come into the room and arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, hey, you're not. Maybe you're not doing this podcast with who you think you are. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, maybe I, I you can see that... my face, but actually, I'm like someone else is behind the camera talking. I think that would have been a really fitting, um, a really fitting end to this movie. Is if if as if the people from Catfish turned up and were like, "You're a catfish, get out." <laughs> They're like, "Do you understand what you've done?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, then you and then you find out really and then you find out that Sierra Burgess has actually been doing it to about ten other people as well. Yeah, because often yeah. they do. She's got multiple identities. She's stolen yeah. people's photos. She's done all sorts of that. I think I feel like the way that I feel like the the way it was written was that they came up with the concept first. And then realized that for it to work and to not seem creepy, they needed it to happen with Veronica's consent, right? Do you think that's what I happened? I think that's probably what happened. I think they probably took, they they probably looked at all of those '90s movies that um, were inspired by classic literature and thought, "Hey, let's pick another one." Hey, Serenade Bergerac. There we go. Yeah. Big that nose hasn't fella. been done since Gerard Depardieu in 1990. <laughs> big big nose fella. That'll do. We'll take out all of the musketeering and shit and, and people dying by getting tree trunks dropped on their heads. And we'll... Because um, that, that happens, doesn't it? That's how he dies, isn't it? He gets a tree trunk dropped on his head? Something like that, Is that, yeah. is that right? Am I've, I, um, I've never I seen... Correctly, um, or is it a fever dream? I've never seen any of the film adaptations, but I saw it on stage once. I think oh, it right. was at the National Theatre and I was in my teens and it was really good. Although um friend of the podcast Pete Hindle has recommended or has requested Cyrano de Bergerac, but he didn't say which version. So I need to go back to him and find out. But I always assumed the Gerard Depardieu version because Gerard Depardieu. Well, you would, exactly. wouldn't you? Gerard Depardieu. He is fantastic. He is a fantastic <laughs> arsehole. Um, <laughs> did are you did did Pete mean Sierra Burgess is a loser? No, because this was before <laughs> This film even existed. He, oh, okay. he he requested it like a year ago, and we still oh, got right. around to it. So sorry, Pete. <laughs> um, it's cool. He lives in Austria. He's not going to come around and beat me up. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. I won't get beaten up. Um, yeah. Um, so so this movie, I I I have big problems with it because of that. Um, I I think it's a it's very nice. So it, it, it doesn't matter to you that Veronica is invested in it too. No, no, because again, put it in put 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 this situation like in in another context, and that it's the thing that brings them together and makes their friendship develop naturally, which feels really nice. No, because think. because well, it still feels very fabricated for me, and and that is the best part of the movie. It doesn't feel as bad as the rest of it is the way that their friendship grows. That's that's easily the best part of the film, but it still doesn't feel natural. It still feels like too two cutouts being put together and slowly being being woven into something a bit more complex um but but imagine it but do imagine it the other way around imagine this is american pie 17 it's it's frat boy mcgee and loser loser gerald right cyrano de bandcamp (laughs) so imagine it's 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 frat boy mcgee jason biggs with a fake nose (laughs) in a fat suit you've got yeah so you so you've got you've got jason biggs he's put on a lot of weight he still looks like a teenager somehow that's fine and then you've <laughs> he's, got he's a young looking guy I'm, and, I'm actually i'm gonna look up what he looks like and then you've got hunk hunk fella now 
one of them picks on the other one. One of the, one of the Hemsworth. Doesn't matter which. Yeah, one. one of the Hemsworths, and and one and this one of the Hemsworths, he gives out, he gives out, <laughs> he gives out out, out Fats or Energy Bergerac's number as a joke, and they start texting. But and and eventually they realise that they can get something out of it each way. So so loser teaches Jock. Jock allows this person to pretend to be him. Imagine it that way round. It's incredibly predatory. If it was in a a male focused frat boy comedy, people would be up in arms. And for me, I don't think that it matters that it's women doing it to men in this instance. And I do understand so, that, that there you, is a difference. Are you saying in a lot it's impossible? It's completely impossible for it not to be predatory. If it wasn't a frat boy Adam Sandler style comedy, if it was actually a th- a well thought out piece with more of a kind of more of an indie approach and a synth pop soundtrack. And that's what this is. It's a hey look, it's got a nice synth pop soundtrack and it's all sweet, so it's fine that they're basically conning this person. Yeah. It's, so it, it, it's just fundamentally would never work for you even if even if it was men doing it to women, even but if they still had that real investment in the emotional connection, everyone was consenting to it. There wasn't any kind of malicious catfishing. It was this kind of unintentional thing that gradually builds and people get in too deep. There's still no way you think you think it's impossible to do that with in a nuanced way. You could do it in a nuanced way, maybe. Um, it would not this is not done in a nuanced way. Um, this is this is cheap and not particularly well thought out in the way that it portrays it. Um and I wouldn't say you could maybe do it in a more intelligent way if you actually talked about the problems with it instead of glossing it over. But they never talk about the problems with it. The problems with the catfishing. Yeah, the problems with the catfishing in this movie are, oh God, when am I going to get caught? That's the only that's the only quandary that gets pushed in this movie. They never talk about the morals of it until the end when he says, I don't want to see either of you again. Yeah, and she, so she she does get a comeuppance on the football field. Her her sassy best friend says that what she did was wrong, and everyone's looking at her like, "What the fuck?" And then the next scene, everything's fine again. So that yeah, that I think is is fair enough that that doesn't yeah, she, last. She she doesn't have oh, yeah. any, nothing bad happens to her. The only bad thing that happens to her is that um, her friend dislikes her for about a day. Yeah, um, she has lost nothing by this endeavor. Um, the friend that she did it with, Veronica, has lost pretty much everything. Um, the guy who they did it to is unbelievably hurt and um, is is clearly in a in a very delicate position because of it. Um, not to mention potentially getting head injuries because of it as well. <laughs> well, um, that's American football for you. I mean, all American football players get a concussion at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you not, should be playing not, baseball. Instead. Not all of them. Not all of them get them because. Uh, because of the manipulations of some weirdo at the school putting up a big picture on the scoreboards. Yeah. Which, again, that kind of escalates quickly. That is kind of uncharacteristically mean. And, again, I felt like the, they wrote themselves into a corner and had to make her do something weirdly mean to get out of it. Yeah, but you, you never you never see her being particularly kind in the movie. Um. The only thing, she, what she's got going for is that she's believes in herself and is quick-witted. You never see her being, like, 
outwardly kind to anyone. In fact, one of the few comedic scenes that really works in the film is where she pretends to be a deaf person. Yeah, um, which I thought was yeah a little bit off actually, a little yeah. bit problematic. It, it, it was even it was though f- the the deaf kid actor is actually deaf. So yeah, it was good. it was a funny scene but... because it's it's the the laughing is at her, not at deafness. Yeah, um, but I I found that scene really tense actually, also because of like the thing that she was going to be rumbled at any point. Um, I almost couldn't watch it, but yeah, it was a bit like, oh, yeah, not sure about that. Yeah, and so and so when when you think back at it, when I sent you the text saying Sierra Burgess is a dickhead, I didn't just mean that as a as a comedy. Oh yeah, she did this wrong thing at the end. You never really get the sense that she's a very nice person anywhere through the movie. You don't think she's kind to Veronica? Not really, because she's doing it to get something out of it. Yeah, but they after they become friends, and she starts asking her like personal questions about her mum and their family and stuff. And eventually there's a scene where Veronica's bringing all the food back into the house and her mum, who wants them all to be like stick thin pageant queens, but she's actually fat. There's a whole thing there. Um, And Veronica's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to eat this food. Like you don't think that it's Sierra's kindness that gets her to that point where she realizes she doesn't have to be dominated by her mother. Partly, but at the same time you judge someone by their actions. And the only action that Sierra Burgess has done at this point in time is betraying her trust entirely. Aside from that, all she's done is try and teach her, which she was getting something else out of it at the end of the day. Um, Apart from that, the only other thing she's done is all of the positives, really, are on the side of Veronica, who has taken all of these risks to try and allow Sierra to um, get close with this guy, which which itself is, is not a good thing to do. But from her perspective, she's doing it to be kind to Sierra Burgess at the end. She goes above and beyond the um the sort of like rules of their deal doing things like getting her to kiss uh kiss what's his face jamie um and stuff like that that's that's far beyond what was expected when the initial catfishing plot was was agreed um so so a lot of the positives are from veronica she's the one who's taking the risk taking to the taking her to the party and things like that she's the one who's putting in all the work into the friendship that's true, actually, and it's uncharacteristically kind of her as well. Like, actually, her character is perhaps more more nuanced because initially you think it's a very she's a very very tropey kind of um, popular bitch, and then she becomes this very very kind character. Yeah, you're right, but it's not a film that's necessarily about kindness. So, do do the characters have to be when it, it's less about kindness and more about identity and about how people are perceived and about how those kind of things are worked around and dealt with in the age of social media right yeah but you can make a film that's about all of those kind of things but don't put a fucking bow on it saying this is a sweet teen rom-com put a load of fucking synth pop in it and try and make you feel for the characters in that way are you saying you didn't like the soundtrack no i really like the soundtrack but i thought it was very good the, the soundtrack was good but it, but the the entire package of this movie is is sweet teen rom com. You're not supposed to think about the idea of identity and the idea of trust and things like that in this movie. You're supposed to be rooting for Sierra Burgess for her to to get what she wants. But what she wants, maybe not what she wants, but the way that they go about it, is incredibly unseemly. And they never ask that moral that morality question at any point in this film. So, for you, it's just a case of the fact that what she wants is off, 
rather than the fact that it's the way that they deal with how she does or doesn't get what she wants, which is the essence of the story. Her desire is to keep up this relationship with the boy because it's it's come about and it's happened and now she finds herself in that situation. You know, I I think I I liked it because, you know, when when I was a teenager, I struggled a lot with body image issues and I still do, I guess. But like, you know, I I you know, you think about what would happen if you were your were in those kinds of situations yourself and you know, I was confident and I was outgoing, but if I'd have found myself in a similar situation, you know, I'd definitely have gone along with it and probably been rumbled much earlier and I wouldn't have been humiliated on a football field. But there was a part of me that really identified with that aspect of it and that allowed me to go along with it, I think. See, I also, as a teenager, I had similar body issues and I was I was not a confident person whatsoever. Um, and even then, I could not connect with this movie and I felt it was very cruel even though it was trying to be a very kind film there's a cruelness here that I don't think they recognized when they were making it cruelness to to the characters other than Sierra you mean yeah well a a cruelness to Jamie in general but there's a cruelness here there's a there's a there's a lack of understanding about what catfishing is and what consent is and it's like you're you're supposed to just kind of disregard all of that because he's a sexy football player who's got it made. Yeah, you're supposed to disregard that because she's a not conventionally attractive girl and he's a hunky football player. Yeah. And and, and as long as that's in place, that's fine. You know, you can overlook that. It's all sweet and nice. No, it's not. It's, it's not a nice thing to do regardless of who's doing it to who. Even though you're also supposed to believe that he's a very, very sensitive person as well, because otherwise they wouldn't be getting together. Yeah, and that's what makes it even worse, is that he is a sensitive <laughs> human being. He, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. And there's no indication given at any point that he would not be interested in her um, as a human being if they ever just talk to one another. No, that's true. But that's also kind of the point, isn't it? That's kind of the point of why he shows up at the end. Because he, he says, you know, you are my type, which is obviously going to happen because it's, you know, that's the kind of happy romantic comedy ending that's tacked on when really after that he'd never want to talk to either of them again and it would have ended after that football field. But yeah, that's the tacked on bit. And I, you know, I, I thought it was fine because that's that's the whole point of it, isn't it? The point is that she didn't need to do all that, but she had to go through that process to work all of that out. But the fact that she went through that process is the entire problem. Yeah, true. But it's not it's not supposed to be I don't think the film wants you to think that all of that is necessarily okay or that it's the kind of thing she would ever do again. It's more those those are the kind of things that you might do in your teenage years and then regret, but you you've been on a journey, right? Right, but they never make any indication that it's a bad thing. And that's where the problem lies. There there is no discussion about catfishing at all in this movie or about consent, or anything like that. It's never really brought up. It's this huge central conceit to the plot, and they never discuss whether it's the right thing to do or not, really. Instead, they focus on what the outcomes will be for the characters in a positive manner. Yeah. Or if they'll get rumbled and embarrassed. And that and that's the only extent of it. It's entirely on the perpetrators of the, of the lie. It's about their confidence issues. It's not even really about him. It's it's about them. Yeah, well it's it's about it's about Sierra Burgess's confidence issues. 
Yeah, um, but Veronica's are dealt with as well. They are, but they're not dealt with in a way that is in- unbelievably predatory and nasty. <laughs> Aside from her own use of it to support Sierra. Yeah, that's true. But I think because of that, because the focus was so much on her and we didn't actually get that much of his feelings, I didn't feel invested in him and I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, think of it the other way around. It's it's a very nasty thing to do. and Yeah, of course. I don't think that that film, if you tried to make that film, it would ever get off the ground if you were trying to do it the other way. No, no, it wouldn't these days, and rightly so. And Yeah, because of idea... toxic masculinity. And this idea should not have got off the ground either, I'd say. Um, because catfishing is something that affects both genders and it is a not very pleasant thing to do to somebody. Yeah. Oh, oh of course, yeah. That's terrible. But so if we look at the, the source text then, Cyrano de Bergerac, is is he a catfish? Yeah, he's a fucking dickhead. So you don't like you don't like him either? <laughs> no, of course not. If you look at any comedy from um from from history, most of them now are absolutely awful. So um you look so at saying he does he deserved to die under a tree. He desired he, he definitely deserved to have a tree trunk dropped on his head. Um yeah, you look at you look at a lot of historical comedies and things like that. Um and and sort of like historical romances and things like that, and a lot of them are actually quite nasty. Um, you look at a lot of sort of like the work of Moliere and things like that that are supposed to be um, more sort of like you're, you're supposed to be more sympathetic to characters who who on a modern reading are actually quite vicious individuals. Yeah. You you don't feel like she learned anything? No, no. <laughs> um, she she I don't there there is the 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 coda to the movie shows literally no um no lessons learned by her the only person who learns anything out of it is veronica yeah i'm just looking at the the plot summary let's see she writes a song called sunflower and sends it to veronica as an apology veronica sends the song to jamie see she apologizes to veronica yeah she says sorry through it she says sorry through a great act of love yeah because that's how life works you do you do, you do one one song on your Casio tone. You do one song, and then everything's okay. It doesn't matter if you basically ruin some the end of someone's teenage years for them. Well, they're all fine though, because at the end you got the little montage, like in an eighties film, where it says what they're all up to now, and it told you that everyone was fine. So everybody's everybody's it. fine and happy. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've you've certainly made me see it in a very very different light. Is you know watching it, I felt very invested in it, and I I very much enjoyed it. But you're right that there are a lot of issues with it that you know really really struggle to struggle to make it sort of make sense. Yeah, yeah. I um I had I had serious problems with this movie. I thought it was quite nasty underneath the surface, and and the sheen on it was not enough to take away that. And and they could have made something good out of it. They could have either cut out all of the catfishing bullshit entirely because it was pointless, ignore the fact that it's supposed to be based on Serena de Bergerac, and instead... But that's a different film. And yeah, and so make a different movie. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm saying. What um, they should have made is Opposite Day. <laughs> they should have made Opposite Day. Yeah, they, they could have, have cut sensations. that out and just, and just had a movie about a growing friendship between two people that 
would never necessarily have been friends. Um, or they could have made an adaptation of the original source material and set it in a modern day, and they could have actually reflected on the morality of it. But they didn't, and that's where the problem lies. Whereas you've got other movies nowadays that are coming out that are actually talking about these kind of things and making those kind of understandings, this movie did none of that, and that and that's where the issue lies. I yeah, you're right. It wasn't, but it wasn't trying to do any of that. I don't think it was really trying to make you think, was it? It wasn't trying to be some kind of big intelligent film. It was trying to be another Netflix rom com in the same vein as I Love All the Boys. It was released around the same time, I think, for a reason. And you know, I th- I think it's it was just trying to do it was trying to be slightly knowing about that with the source material, but yeah, you're right. It didn't it wasn't it didn't quite reach those heights, but it looked I guess it made it look like it was trying to and dealt with some complex complex issues without diving in. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, the bar has been has been made much higher, and this movie did not do that. You can make yeah. a movie that's much smarter if you're going to try and deal with these things. And they didn't try and do that. Yeah, you're right. See, I guess I went into it really, really wanting to like it. You know, I think the trailer looked good. The music was good. It had someone in it who I really, really liked. All the whole cast I really, really liked, especially um, Veronica's mum. Her name is Chrissy Metz. She is from the show This Is Us. Have I talked about this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really, really good. It looks like it should be totally corny and terrible, but it is actually really, really good. And her performance in that show is absolutely outstanding and deals really well with um, body image issues. But so I think I just went into it wanting to like it, really. And I was too tired to be to find it problematic because I watched it up and down on the trains all weekend between our show on Saturday night and my two baseball games on Sunday. And it was just this kind of nice light relief from all of those for me. So I guess that's a lot to do with the context. I didn't have my... um, I want this to be problematic hat on. <laughs> See, I, I wanted to like it in the same way. And I, and I wanted to have another nice, because cause you've, you've had a few of these now, of these good modern rom-coms. Um, and I wanted it to follow in the suit of the others, but it's it's a really problematic movie. And although I, I didn't go into it wanting to do that, and I, I saw that there'd been a bit of bad press about the film, and I deliberately didn't read any of that because I wanted to make up my own mind. And I'm yeah. aware that a lot of the time when... Um, when that bad press comes out, it's often done with a bit of hyperbole to try and get the clicks in and things like that. Um, but I had real issues with this movie. I, I, I think it's a quite mean-spirited film that doesn't understand why what it's doing is wrong. Yeah, I'd, I'd say all of that is fair. And I guess that's the thing about so many of these films is that a lot of that stuff can be overlooked if you engage with it on a superficial level. And like rom-coms have been getting away with this kind of shit f- since the dawn of time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a shame. I now feel really, really bummed out. <laughs> I'm sorry. The whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I just, I wanted it to be good. I think it's kind of, um, yeah, I wanted, because I I was so happy about the the representation of an atypical body type in a romantic situation. I guess I'm very, I'm too easily pleased on that that point of view. And I guess those kind of things, the more and more we have this in films, the better it will get. Right? And, but and, and yeah, but don't you also think that um, there's an issue with that in that it's showing that the only way that she can make that initial connection with someone is by pretending to be someone else and not showing her true body? Yeah, 
there's there's even issues there with its portrayal of um of sort of non-conformity in traditional like beauty norms yeah exactly but the the obstacle to that is her confidence rather that it's her own issue rather than the societal pressures as such so if she if she did go in and go up to him in a, like a different situation and she was really confident and then he rejected her but that that would then be seen as conforming to those stereotypes right so it's a difficult line to walk yeah but i think the fact that it tries to do it through lying to be someone who is traditionally attractive and again never really addressing it is a problem in itself um so i'd say that it even kind of gets that wrong it's it's paper thin what what makes this movie interesting is paper thin and underneath you've got a mixture of boring normality and boring tropes and something a bit nastier yeah yeah i'd i'd say that's all that's all fair it's just uh yeah i'm a sucker for those kind of soundtracks i guess yeah the soundtrack's really good it's a really great score yeah did you not at least think it was more interesting than most kind of teen rom-coms though it's not just a case of you know boy you know boy and girl what's in the way probably some kind of there'll be some kind of bet plot or something or some reason like that those kind of older like more tropey plots did you not think it was more interesting than a lot of high school movies from that point of view dealing with stuff like catfishing and texting and more contemporary issues or is all that stuff just kind of a huge problem because it's so hard to get that kind of thing right i mean i'm sure you know i'm 30 years old maybe maybe to me like maybe to someone who is 17 all of this stuff is complete nonsense i mean uh, it made me angrier than your normal rom-com if that's anything (laughs) that's an achievement it's an achievement normally i i can i can just phase out and just be like oh yeah okay i see where this is going and this genuinely made me angry so you know mission accomplished movie if you were going for that kind of intense emotional reaction yeah yeah at least it's it's make it's getting people to talk yes yeah and i'm i'm hoping i'm gonna go and read up about all of the um reaction that the movie's got and i'm hoping that a lot of it is going to be talking about consent and about catfishing and about this kind of thing and why it's not cool that the movie has done things in this way I'm looking at it right now, and you're pretty much right. <laughs> cool. Okay. Good. Yeah. Lots of stuff about. Yeah. It fails to make catfishing romantic. I really tried to like it, but catfishing isn't romantic, etc. Yeah. Which is all. Which is all fair. So, so what I'm saying is that I'm hoping that Sierra Burgess gets dragged off um, to the upside down by the demi gorgon, and she can fuck off yeah <laughs> i mean that you could easily just mash up those two things i mean i'm sure someone with a lot of time on their hands has already done that on youtube yeah and if they haven't i know what i'm doing tomorrow <laughs> yeah as i i would do that but i'm still halfway through making a video of um there's a picture for the toronto blue jays called joe Biagini, who's like quite a notoriously dry and witty guy and they have this thing called the players weekend where um, they all choose what they have on the back of their jerseys and his is Joe the Great which is a Seinfeld reference and he like revealed in this interview that he's a massive Seinfeld fan so I'm halfway through making this video of him pitching to Seinfeld base (laughs) (laughs) amazing it's taking a long time I'm very busy (laughs) I wish I had time to make dumb YouTube videos my life would probably be very different
That would be nice. Yeah, I I like it when I do have the time to the last the last good one that I made. Um, oh no, actually no, I made the um I made the Captain Crowley's mandolin ones. Most oh recently, yeah, didn't I? No, no, I did. Yeah, I did do. I was very proud of my one for that. Actually. Yeah, that was a very good challenge. Can we do some kind of challenge here? The Sierra Burgess challenge. Cut it in with other films to make it not weird and catfishy. You could you could have it where um, Sierra Burgess is actually like a forty year old man. Yeah. Um, that would be good. A 40-year-old yeah. man pr- preying on um, a teenage boy. Or cut the dialogue in with Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just cut it with those scenes from Monkey Dust where it's the paedophile talking on the computer. Uh, that would be that, that would work. That's gruesome. Um, I'd rather the scenes where the guy has been... His, that's the plot of The Lord of the Rings, Clive, where have you really been? <laughs> Yes, that would be good. Clive is. Uh, if if uh, I think we've talked about Monkey Dust already on this podcast, but if anybody hasn't watched it, it was this really good little animated comedy show on the BBC um, during the the New Labour era, um, and it was a really good sort of like dissection of uh, of British culture at that point in time. Yeah, it was very good. We have talked about it on this podcast a fair few times, but it's always worth mentioning again because I feel like it's yeah, it doesn't get talked about much anymore. And a lot of the stuff was actually quite topical as well. Or stuff about chat rooms and paedophiles and prisoners and stuff. It's not for the faint of heart, but a lot of it is very, very good. Yeah, it is a, it is a quite a vicious show. It's one of the darkest comedies around, I'd say. It's vicious, um, but it's not mean spirited. No, no, it's and it's very clever. A very smart movie. Yeah. Well, I I hope you will not hold this film against its cast when they pop up in other films. That's, no, of course not. Thing. Of course not. Um, I I'm a bit concerned about the the writer being involved in a fair few big projects, though. Um, yeah, someone who's, called who's Lindsay the writer? Beer, Lindsay Beer, who is um, writing lots and lots of it looks like lots and lots of adaptations and remakes of previous movies. Um, so Sierra Burgess is a loser. Then she's working on the Masters of the Universe screenplay, a.k.a. He-Man. Um, okay. Part- is that a live-action thing? Uh, I don't know. They did make yeah, a live-action... Live-action He-Man? They made a live-action He-Man back in the 80s with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Um, but I don't know. I I, I don't know whether this one will be animated or not. <laughs> um, then she's in the writer's room for Godzilla vs. Kong, the Godzilla King Kong movie. Is that really something that requires multiple writers? Definitely, because you need multiple people to control each of the limbs a whole from a writing perspective. <laughs> um, and it, it, that's being directed by um, Adam Wingard, who's one of my one of my bros, who's directed some fairly good horror movies. Your main man, Adam Wingard. But wait, wait, wait! I'm looking at our IMDb page. Dungeons and Dragons screenplay 2021. Yep. Why does that need to exist when we already have a perfect Dungeons and Dragons movie? <laughs> we do have a perfect Dungeons and Dragons. The movie. one with—is it Jeremy Irons? Jeremy yeah. Irons riding a dragon. What else? I went to mean? see that film in the cinema with I, my dad. I, I I stand for that movie. I love that, that film. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. It's, all I remember is Jeremy Irons chasing a big like eye monster down a long corridor. Yeah. Yep, there's a big eye monster. There's the guy who played um, Jimmy in the Superman TV series as the hero. I remember that much as well. Um, Justin Whalen. Then uh, we've got um, Short Circuit. She's writing the Short Circuit movie. Do you remember Short Circuit? Yeah. Is that a robot? Johnny thing? Five, the robot Johnny Five, who's a 
military robot who who gets struck by lightning and then realizes he doesn't want to be a killing robot and runs away and makes friends with people i'm confusing it in my head with batteries not included <sighs> which is a very underrated film. batteries not included is amazing um and then there's a silver sable movie she's working on which is a, a marvel movie yeah. um okay and- so She's working on a lot of stuff that is very, very different to Sierra Burgess is a loser. And perhaps that tells you that she has a sensibility and a temperament that perhaps did not allow her to assess her script in terms of the character's kindness. And as you say, the mean spirited nature of it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, this is the only thing I've seen from her and it looks like it's the only thing she has from a um, from a writing perspective. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to cast those kind of assumptions. Um, but I, I'm I'm intrigued about the fact that she's now working on, or she's been announced as a writer for two um, movies based on toy lines from the 1980s, <laughs> plus Dungeons and Dragons. That is um, quite interesting. Which is, yeah. I didn't even realise they were making a mask movie, for instance. Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, that's... Even though they're more well-known characters, to me, that will not be any better than Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Uh, it's I, the same I, shit, isn't it? Well, I did you watch the most recent Godzilla movie? Uh, no, I did not. It was quite cool. The way I that have it books to it. read, and uh, the most recent King Kong movie was really, really good. I did hear good things about yeah, that. Yeah, that was great. So um, I actually am quite looking forward to Godzilla versus Kong. And as long as Godzilla doesn't start catfishing anybody in the movie, I think I'm <laughs> going to enjoy it a lot more than Sierra Burgess as a loser. Yeah, God- Godzilla accidentally gives um, his his number gets given to King Kong. King Kong thinks he's texting a female gorilla. But <laughs> he he's thinks in fact he's texting Godzilla. He thinks he's texting Mothra. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. I think that might be quite good fun. Um, yeah. And you never know about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, could be good. If it's got some Dungeons and some Dragons in it, as long as Jeremy Irons returns. Yeah, get him involved. <laughs> if he isn't too too busy marrying his own son to avoid tax. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah, I remember reading his <laughs> comments at the time and thinking, "What an absolute idiot!" That is some of the most horrible stuff I've ever heard anyone say on the news. Yes. But I hope him and his son are happy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay. I've I've stumbled across an article on popsugar.com. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Here's what we know about a potential sequel. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Get in the fucking bin. <laughs> Get out. It's it's one of those articles with a lot of conjecture based she, on tweets. She's she's off at college and she catfishes someone else and it's all fine. And then at the end her boyfriend's like, Oh, but you catfish someone else, but it's okay, you wrote me another song, it's fine. And then yeah. they kiss in the rain. Yeah, not out of twenty, they didn't kiss in the rain. <laughs> um no, yeah. I I don't think it will get a sequel. I don't think so because it it's had quite a lot of bad backlash. It seems to have had a fair amount of backlash. Um, and yeah, it hasn't it hasn't resonated in the way that they wanted, and there's a quite obvious reason why. So I can't imagine that they're gonna make a sequel anytime soon. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how with these kind of Netflix films that it's kind of make or break, isn't it? That like everyone loves I Love All the Boys because it 
it was a really popular Netflix film that you know busted a few stereotypes so it was mostly just a bit of harmless fun whereas if they turn out like this and they're problematic everyone's unhappy yeah but a... ne- but Netflix can afford to to deal with that can't they they can anything yeah. it's going to get more people to watch the film because if it's a film in the cinema that you're going to have to pay to see you'd be like I am watching that but if it's on Netflix and you've heard that this film is problematic, it's more likely to make you want to see it. So it's probably doing very well on their figures, I'd imagine. Although I doubt that many people would be telling their friends about it. Um, apart from to slag it off. Apart from to slag it off. And I'm not going to lie, if I was watching this for something other than the podcast, I probably would have turned it off after about half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Because um, I could see where it was going. It went exactly where I was intending it to go. Um, uh, exactly where I was expecting it to go, um, and so yeah, I wouldn't have wouldn't have stuck around. So one thing to bear in mind as well is, that, and I know that there was a little bit of a gap. It was about what a couple of weeks between them. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of viewership, or at least in terms of a resonance with people, there is a big difference between "To All the Boys I Loved Before" and "Sierra Burgess is a, is a Loser." Yeah. In that if you look at IMDb, and I know this is just one example of it, but IMDb there's already thirty three thousand ratings for to all the boys I've loved before. Um whereas Sierra Burgess is a loser doesn't have ten thousand yet. Right, okay. So at the same point you don't think it's staying as well. So I I don't think it and people will this will fade out of people's um like hyperbolic news articles quite quickly. Yeah. People will say this is this is dodgy. It's it's weird. It doesn't treat catfishing very well. And then it will disappear. Whereas things like To All the Boys I Love Before will end up in like the best romantic movies of the year list for people, or here's some romantic movies you want to watch on Netflix, and that will it'll turn up in those lists for the next probably three or four years. Um so it's gonna get that longevity just by people recognizing it as a good movie. Whereas this, after that initial, um, after that initial spike of interest because of the controversy, that then going to disappear because, quite simply, there's not enough in this movie to warrant talking about it. Yeah, you're right, but at the, at the same time, it's still better than being mediocre. Yeah, more people will probably watch this than they would a mediocre film that's all right, but there's nothing there to to generate any kind of interest. Yeah, you're right. Well, the good news is that at the the bottom of the news bar on IMDb says Sesame Street character Sesame Street says characters don't have sexual orientations, even if writer claims Bert and Ernie are gay. Yeah, I saw that. It's been a weird day for news. You had Sesame <laughs> Street coming out and saying that Bert day. and Ernie aren't in a gay relationship together. Of you course, had, they are. Yeah, yeah, you had Toad trending on Twitter for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, this has just been a really, really weird day. I, yeah, I think I've had a weird couple of days. I I must like have just taken a knock on the head or something. <laughs> I did actually get hit by a pitch in the baseball game, which oh, did was you? really painful, but not on the head. So where did it fine. hit you? On the wrist. Oh, that's that's bad though. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's not even bruised, but it does still hurt a little bit. But I deserved it because I enjoyed a catfish film, <laughs> and I am a catfish. <laughs> You thoroughly deserved it, Paddy, for that. But is, isn't it interesting, just yeah, just to kind of round it off, how there are some actors who you really, really like. If they're in something like that, you're willing to forgive, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. 
I I don't think any, anyone being in this movie would have made me think I, I'll forgive it for the bad plot. I think it's a bit of um, I really like Ryan Gosling and I allowed him to commit some sins in La La Land. It's much of the same thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and I and I really love La La Land. Um, I, no, I hate La La Land. <laughs> I was going to say that's um, not what you said on episode six I, of this I, I, very I, show, I, sir. I, I love I love Ryan Gosling. He's great. And again, yeah. I, so I don't think I have that same attachment as you do. Um, I have more of an attachment to movies than to actors. He's just um, got a beautiful face. He does have a beautiful face. Um, but I would not let him catfish someone in a movie. No, even if they built up a genuine emotional connection. Yeah, but I'm waiting for a movie where they build up a genuine emotional connection, Paddy. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't give you enough of that. There's 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 nothing in here. It's 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 a puff. It's a it's a whiff of fart. It's puff pastry. It's not even puff pastry. Puff pastry's good. This is a a bubble in a sewer. Oh. That's that sounds like something from the upside down. <laughs> Um, if you want to watch, if you want to watch something quite bad with Shannon Purser in, I highly recommend that you watch the movie Wish Upon, which is where a girl I have not heard has has a gets some. I think she inherits a magic box that gives her wishes, but all of the wishes come with terrible consequences. Ooh. And she's in that, and it's really bad. Okay, all of the Google images are just of like young girls screaming open mouthed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's, it it's, it's a terrible movie, but it is more fun and less problematic than Sierra Burgess's Loser. And you know what? It actually deals with the moral implications of getting a horror box that grants you horrible wishes. Oh, which is one way to talk about iOS 12. <laughs> <laughs> Take shots. that, Apple! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take your Apple event and your giant iPhones and stick them. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's all amazing. We released an iPhone that's the same size as your old iPad. How do you like that? I like buy it for a thousand dollars. I like how fools. there's lit- there's literally two improvements versus a load of negatives, and they still expect people to pay one thousand dollars for a new one, and they willingly will do. Yeah. Um, it's extremely not good. It's it's fucking shit. I've got an iPhone. It's a it's an old one, but I genuinely yep. think that when the time comes that this one expires, I'll probably move back to Android because Android has never treated me like crap, and it's much cheaper. Well, when you when you change your number, I'm going to catfish you. <laughs> no, I'll keep the same number. <laughs> you can still try and catfish me if you like. Yeah, new phone, who dis? <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Gosling. Who's this? Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a shirtless picture of Ryan Gosling. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, you up? Yeah, <laughs> you want to go to the cinema? <laughs> and then I'll get Ryan Gosling to go with you, but I'll sit in the row behind you and stare at you. And then me. he's going to make me close my eyes when I fist bump him, and then I'm secretly going to be fist bumping you. Yeah, but you'll recognise the curves of my fist. Yes, and <laughs> be like, wait a minute, <laughs> I know those hairy knuckles. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, okay. Well, I think I think that's enough to do then. So I'll say that I did enjoy it. There was a lot about it that I liked, but having 
spoken to you, I obviously realised that it is problematic, and there's a lot of there are a lot of issues with it that do really really sour it. But at the same time, I think the cast are very good, and the music was very good, and there are things to like about it. So do watch it and try and um, make up your own mind. But the consensus seems to be that it's bad and problematic. So I am on the wrong side of it because I stand Shannon Purser. End of. <laughs> <laughs> That's my piece. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I recommend watching it because I think, you know, you, you can't just take my word for it on this. I think you need to make up your own mind. But I'm fairly confident in my position, particularly given the way that other people seem to have thought about this movie as well. Um, and the the positives in it don't outweigh the negatives. Um, and they, it could have been an interesting movie if they'd done something very different with it. But instead it's... It's a tame film where you'll recognise what's going to happen and underneath it all there's this seedy underbelly. It's like it's like um it's like Moss Eisley Cantina in Star Wars. <laughs> a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Exactly. Sierra Burgess is the weird spider faced guy who gets his arm cut off by <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. She doesn't like you. <laughs> I've been catfishing in 12 systems. <laughs> yeah, Sierra shot first. <laughs> um, so I don't have any trivia about this movie. No, I think we've talked about it all, haven't we? So, Did um, you know... Okay, here's, here's some trivia. Did you know she's a sunflower? I, I did know that she's a sunflower. I think that means that you you cut her down and then you make oil out of her. Yeah, good for it's good for cooking. Yeah, you 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 roast up her seeds and then you use that oil to to cook up some bacon. Yeah, that that was the general message I got from her song. Roast it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so how are we going to rate this? How how many boys would you catfish out of twenty? <laughs> yeah, or just how many text messages? would you would you go through with it before it becomes problematic before it becomes true catfishing yes what's your your catfish text limit yeah okay do you want to go first or shall i uh yeah i'll I'll go i i'm gonna give it a 13 because i still want to try and be nice to it and admit that there are things about it that i think are really good so you know I really, really wanted to like it, but I think it can't go any higher than that because of the issues with it, as you've suggested. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing go- you're going to plumb the depths. Yeah, I'm. I, I, this, this film really made me angry, and and I really hated it, and it bummed me out. And yeah, so I, I, I'd have got five texts in before I realised what I was doing was wrong, uh, which wow. is what Sierra Burgess should have done. Um, and so. Do you- want to hazard a guess as to how um how where that scores in relation to how you scored the bridges of madison county oh god where where does this sit in comparison to bridges of madison county do you think you scored it higher or lower i think i scored it maybe the same no you you gave the bridges of madison county a seven. Oh, there we go okay yeah. so i stand by that this is worse than the bridges of this madison movie county. is worse than the bridges of madison county amazing um and yeah and and so i would give it i would give it lower than that just because the core concept of the movie is so disastrous but um 
I I really liked what they did with the growing of the friendship between Veronica and Sierra. And that element of the movie was 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 quite good. Um it's just the rest of it is a nightmare. Yeah. It comes out of your wardrobe at night, covered in tentacles, and says, Like me, ignore the problems with my script. Listen to my synth pop song. <laughs> Don't you like my synth pop? Isn't it emotional? I'm a sunflower. And then and then it opens up like the the monster out of the thing with this mouth in the middle of its chest and out comes a mutant sunflower with teeth instead of petals. Isn't that basically what the Demogorgon is? It basically, yeah. The Demogorgon is... is I, I love Stranger Things. You know this. But it is basically I, just Stranger throwing Things is together. genuinely one of the greatest tv shows of all time but all it does is just throw together all of the 80s good things into one program yeah that's why it's good <laughs> that's all it is there's there's not that much originality there it's a lot of there's a lot of stuff thrown into one thing okay well, we we officially have a record a new record for biggest score differential oh really eight can you remember what the previous differential oh, i was? can't remember no um, it's not one where I've scored it higher. It's one where I scored low and you scored high. Um, a mere nine episodes it... ago. Oh, what was it? It's the film that I fucking hated and that you were sort of lukewarm about, but um, didn't mind about some of its highly racist portrayals that I cared about a lot because it was portraying my people. Oh, a PS I love you. Yeah. <laughs> You gave it an 11, I gave it a 4. There was uh, th- th- that movie was nowhere near as bad as this movie, Paddy. You like <laughs> it, much worse. So offensive th- speaking, on so many levels. <laughs> speaking of offensive, Sierra Burgess is a loser is one of the most offensive movies I think we've watched for this podcast. PS I Love You is infinitely more offensive to no, me. No, no, no. It's the film that says that all Irish men are musicians and like to drink. That, and drink. <laughs> those are two entirely accurate things, Paddy. It's racist. Every... You're, you're saying you what you're saying right now is that catfishing is worse than racism, and I think that's extremely problematic. <laughs> every every Irish per, every Irish man, if you give them a guitar, they know how to play the guitar. It's natural to them. You and all this. of them want the fairy tale of New York played at their funeral. All of them want the fairy tale of New York played, even at though their it's funeral. a Christmas song. E- even when it's the heat of summer, that's what they want. Your favourite song, um, The Fairy Tale of New York. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was terrible, Paddy. Well, I'm Jared Butler had to apologise to the whole of Ireland for his offensive accents. So until Shannon Purser has to issue a blanket apology to some kind of community, I will not accept that this film is worse than PSO. Well, I think she probably, well, maybe she shouldn't, but somebody should apologise for this film. It's <laughs> fucking shit. It's nasty. It's a nasty. Apologise, apologise to the catfishing community. It's a, it's an, it's. They should, they should say. Well, no, the catfish, catfishing community probably loves it because it's made them look much more sympathetic than they really are. Um, yeah, that someone should apologise for this movie. It's really a nasty film. Get out, get out. I, <laughs> I, I, I banish you from this podcast, you bastards. <laughs> you still, we still both scored it higher than the Fifty Shades trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> It's not as it's not as horrible as the Fifty Shades <laughs> movies. Um, so just to put it in context, yeah, it's not as disgusting as the Fifty Shades films. No, but I would rather watch. How did this score in comparison to Twilight? Um, let's see. Twilight is. 
I gave it a six. You gave it a seven. Average score of six point five. Yeah, this this movie is worse than Twilight, so I'm pleased the the scores. <laughs> uh, I I managed to drag the average up, but for you, it's it's worse. <laughs> this this is yeah, this is crap. I hated this film. Um, and still better than Baywatch. To you, you gave Baywatch a four. Yeah, this is still better than Baywatch. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nasty movie, but it's still it, better it can than agree Baywatch. On that. Oh dear. Um so so up next, um oh, I yeah. have I have a movie that was recommended by your other half. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's another movie that's available on Netflix, um, but not a entirely new release. But since we are now into we had the Conkers falling the other day uh, yeah. around Sussex. Did so I, I feel send you a picture oh, I forgot to take a picture of our garden full of dead acorns it was literally covered like a carpet from the acorn tree you couldn't <laughs> no. see the grass it was unbelievable i spent like about two hours getting them all off the lawn which was great fun oh amazing and fun today times. it was so windy that i almost lost my glasses almost lost your glasses bloody hell yeah i took them off to to polish them and then the, a, gu- a sudden and unexpected but potent gust came by and Almost knocked them out of my hand. Speaking while I was of over Blackfriars uh, Bridge. Speaking of sudden and unexpectedly potent gusts, that's exactly what this movie was. <laughs> um, yeah, is that, that what it's called? That, that's that was its original working title. Unexpected. Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah. So so the next movie because we're now getting properly into autumn. Um, we're we're going to watch a. It's a TV movie, which is always good. But when cool. it's yep. when it specifies TV movie, you know you're in for a treat. Um, it's a little film called Harvest Moon. Okay. And um, a like the video game. Uh, unfortunately, it is not based on the video game. I would be all over that bad boy. Um, instead, it's about a woman who lives in the city, who um, goes to the country to run a pumpkin farm. Yes, this sounds extremely good. Yeah, I thought you might enjoy it, and hopefully, it'll be a nice palate cleanser. I like a good pumpkin farm. Yeah, that's the thing. We need to cleanse our palates by watching something that's just kind of a bit, a bit kind of standard generic rom com that you'd watch on on one of the telly channels, don't we? Yeah, I want I want people in this movie cooking up all sorts of pumpkin based stuff. Yeah, no Netflix originals for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't think this. Uh, it's available on Netflix, but I don't think it was made for Netflix. I think it's one of those Hallmark Channel movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's um, a Hallmark Channel. So. You know, it's going to be good in a way. Excellent. Yeah, TV movie 2015. Excellent stuff, yes. Sweet. That sounds very good. Okay, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's it for me. I think I've ranted enough. Yeah, I think I think that'll do. You giving you enough of an excuse to spew your hate. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to go and talk to my friends, Max and Neve. So, we'll leave you all. And just to say, if you like what we do, leave us a rating review on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Much appreciated. Drop us a line. You know, we'd love to hear what you made of um, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Is she a dickhead? Just just text us. <laughs> Sierra Burgess is a whatever. Fill in, fill in the blank. Like Cards Against Humanity. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. Is is she a hero? Is she a dickhead? Yeah. So email us big boys don't cry podcast at gmail.com. Um Twitter us 
at Big Boys Don't Pod. Tweet us. God, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week to talk about Harvest Moon, not the Neil Young album. Alrighty. All right. See you then. Bye bye.